Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman, and thank you for holding this, uh, to my knowledge, first ever hearing on a topic of this nature. An official apology to the Native Americans of the United States. Um, I think it's an issue that's very important to the health, long-term health of the United States, United States, and it's an issue that's laying unresolved for far too long. You'll hear from several experts today about um, what happens to a, a people group uh, when a wrong has been committed uh, and nothing ever acknowledged, and yet years after years later it continues to fester and remain in place. The issue is our nation's relationship with the native peoples of this land and it goes that basic. Every member of this committee is very familiar with the legacy of the native tribes of our continent. We know that from before 1776 and even the establishment of the United States of America, this land was inhabited by numerous nations. And like our nation, many of these people held strong belief in a creator and maintained a powerful physical and spiritual connection to the land itself. They sowed the land, they tilled it, they journeyed it, and they protected it. My constituents in Kansas and myself have a similar attachment to the land. Like many in my state, I was raised on the land. I grew up farming and caring for the land, and I and many in my state established a connection to it. We care for our nation and the land and our forefathers so greatly that we too are willing to serve and protect it as faithful stewards of the creation God has blessed us with. I believe without a doubt that citizens across this nation share in this sentiment and know its unifying power. Americans have stood side by side for centuries to defend and benefit this land we love. Both the founding fathers of the United States and the indigenous tribes that lived here were attached to this land and both sought to steward and protect it. There were several instances of collegiality and cooperation between our forebears that are well known, examples such as Jamestown, Virginia and Plymouth, Massachusetts, and in the aid of the explorers, Lewis and Clark. Yet sadly, since the formation of the American Republic, numerous conflicts have ensued between our government and many of these tribes. Conflicts in which warriors on all sides fought courageously and which all sides suffered. Yet even from the earliest days of our Republic, there existed a sentiment that honorable dealings and peaceful coexistence were preferable to bloodshed. Indeed, our predecessors in Congress in 1787 stated in the Northwest Ordinance, quote, the utmost good faith must shall always be observed towards the Indians." End of quote. Many treaties were made between this republic and the American Indian tribes. I've read uh, uh, most of all those that were entered into between tribes that were in or moved to the state of Kansas. Treaties, we know, are far more than words on a piece of paper. Treaties are our word and our bond. Treaties with our government are not to be treated lightly. Unfortunately, too often, the United States of America did not uphold its responsibilities as stated in its covenants with the Native American tribes, and too often, Mr. Chairman, our government broke its oath to the Native peoples. For too long, relations between the United States and the Native peoples of this land have been in disrepair. For too much of our history, federal tribal relations have been marked by broken treaties, mistreatments, and dishonorable dealings, and I believe it's time that we restore these relationships to good health. While we cannot erase the record of our past, I am confident that we can acknowledge our past failures, express sincere regrets, and work towards establishing a brighter future for all Americans. It's in this spirit and hope that we put forward this resolution to extend a formal apology from the United States to tribal governments and native people nationwide. 
I want my fellow senators to know that this resolution I've introduced does not dismiss the valiance of our American soldiers who fought bravely for their families in wars between the United States and a number of the Indian tribes. Nor does this resolution cast all the blame for the various battles on one side or another. What this resolution does do is recognize and honor the importance of Native Americans to this land and to our nation in the past and today and offers an official apology to the Native peoples for the poor and painful choices our government sometimes made to disregard its solemn word. Mr. Chairman, this is a resolution of apology and a resolution of reconciliation. It is a first step toward healing the wounds that have divided us for so long, a potential foundation for a new era of positive relations between tribal governments and the federal government. It is time it is past time for us to heal our land of division, all divisions, and bring us together as one people. Before reconciliation, there must be recognition and repentance. Before there is a durable relationship, there must be an understanding. This resolution will not authorize or serve as a settlement of any claim against the United States nor will it resolve the many challenges still facing Native peoples, but it does recognize the negative impact of numerous federal acts and policies on Native Americans and their cultures. Moreover, it begins the efforts of reconciliation by recognizing past wrongs and repenting for them. For, as I close, I'd like to commend President Bush on some poignant words that he said in Latvia earlier this month that I think bear repeating here and serve as a statement here. He said, the only way we found to rise above the injustices of our history was to reject segregation, to move beyond mere tolerance, and to affirm the brotherhood of everyone in our land." End of quote. I sincerely hope we can affirm the brotherhood of this land between all people groups, especially the Native people with whom the United States government has a special covenant relationship. The United States is admired by many around the world as a beacon of hope and a respect of human dignity, and I hope we can recognize our wrongs against our Native brothers and seek healing. Dr. Martin Luther King was a true reconciler, I believe, and he said this, The end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of the beloved community. This resolution is not the end, but perhaps it signals the beginning of the end of division and the faint first lights and first fruits of the creation of the beloved community. I've worked with a number of people, the last Congress, Senator Campbell, Senator Inouye, crafting the apology and the resolution, worked with a number of the tribal groups in doing the same. This resolution today before us is identical to the version that was approved by this committee just last year. Mr. Chairman, before I leave, I would like to enter into the record remarks made by the head of the Bureau of Indian Affairs on the 175th anniversary of the BIA, September 8, 2000, acknowledging a number of the specific wrongs and saying there's a number of positive things that have been done, but we also must acknowledge this past, and it was actually an apology issued by the BIA to the Native tribes. I'd like to put that into the record. Without objection. And I would finally note, Mr. Chairman, I, this has been a long journey for me. Uh, it started when I was first elected to the Senate and went to the tribes in the state of Kansas just to meet with them and the um, Haskell Indian University in Kansas to meet with uh, people there. And I noticed a, something I, I just, I didn't, I wondered where this was from. And it was a deep root of bitterness that was there. 
you know, very apparent amongst a number of people and says, what's, what's the source of this? And the more I was around a number of Native people, um, their American experience and the, um, the shared tragedies that were continually passed down from generation to generation had built in a very deep root of bitterness that was there that needs to be resolved and needs to be dealt with. This doesn't finish that all, but it does start the process. And I think it is an extraordinarily important and necessary step for us to heal the land. And that's why I'm, I'm um, so strongly in favor and supportive of it. And I really appreciate you holding this first ever hearing. You're very busy, number of issues you could take up. Uh, this is not an easy one to take up, although I know the chairman uh, doesn't pick easy tasks, mm -hmm. uh, as is reflected um, uh, this week, and I can't think of a better person for this to come in front of uh, than yourself. Thank you. Well, Senator Brownback, I want to assure you that we will mark up this uh, resolution as quickly as possible, and uh, unless there is some objection from members of the committee, and I don't know of any yet, and then maybe uh, we could, uh, I could do what I can to assist you to get some floor consideration of this issue. I'd be glad to support you in whatever way I can, and I thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Senator Brownback.